Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, uh, well, let's uh, kind of re- or go back to last weekend, a few things mm-hmm. that happened uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of athletes, local athletes at the Special Olympics of Wisconsin State Games down in Waukesha uh, did very well. Colin Schmitz of Nielsville, a gold medal in the 200 and the 100. Yeah, good round. for Colin. I know he's been a long-time Special mm-hmm. Olympics participant, but he's really, really did the, did the job this year. So. Yeah, and uh, Dana Schultz was down there as well yeah. as the co MC of the opening right. ceremonies. Yeah, and Bo Fravert from Loyal, yeah. I believe, also won something down he there, too. got a too. first in the shot put. Yep, so good, good thing. Uh, Nilsel Special Olympics, of course, very active, and uh, Colin and Dana have been a big part of it for a long time. So. Yeah, so uh, congratulations mm-hmm. to those individuals. Uh, also, uh, the post-54 uh, Legion baseball team, uh, their run in that state tournament came to an end last They made a nice comeback, though, Larry. You know, we talked about they lost... Uh, Right away to Eau Claire, fourteen to three, but came all the way back to an elimination game with Eau Claire, where Eau Claire was up eight to nothing in that game, and uh, the Blue Devils came all the way back, ended up losing eleven to seven, and then Eau Claire uh, got knocked off by, I believe, um, Manitowoc in the finals. But the top two teams advanced to the Michigan tournament, so Eau Claire will be on their way. But uh, nice comeback though by the Blue Devils, coming all the way back in the losers bracket to finish third. So. All right, so those two uh, teams will be advancing on to the uh, regional in Midland, Michigan. Yes. Uh, and that one uh, going on right now yes. over there in Midland, Michigan. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as what happened last weekend, that pretty much wraps it up. I was just going to talk a second about the uh, okay. the member, the oh, yes. invitational. Yep. And, uh, I forgot about that. I forget who won the, uh, um, the championship flight, but I believe Bruce Vandenberg and his son Clint either won the first flight or the second flight. Yep. And the reason I bring that Bruce is one of the select few that has golfed in every invitational. Yeah, 49th annual. 49, and he's gone, he's went all 49 years. So, yeah. And I, I don't know of too many. second flight at the yeah, Yes, but uh, that's a lot of invitationals. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of years. And, it's all, and people are realizing how old he is, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Leslie brothers from uh, Kadat area. Yes, that yes, took that's first right. Championship yeah. flight. Yep, uh, the Civic brothers, uh, Jason and Jeff, were third. Yeah, they so. were in first place after day one. Okay. Things change. Yeah, um, Nolan John and his partner um, finished seventh in the mm-hmm. championship flight. So first time in championship flight for Nolan, and nice, nice job there. Yeah, so it takes some good golf. You to betcha. Play in that championship you bet. flight. You get some really good golfers <laughs> yep. in there. All right. Uh, well, I mentioned uh, to you before we started the show, mm-hmm. we're going to kind of preview what's going to be happening in high school football. Right. Um, go through just a few of the conferences mm-hmm. around our area. We'll start with the Cloverville Conference, where. Uh, Regis was last year's uh, unbeaten champs and predicted to be get there again. But uh, this week, some news came out of their yeah. camp that uh, their star, Xander Rocco, and Xander is a running back, a tremendous running back on offense and a tremendous linebacker defensive end on defense. He had shoulder labor and surgery sometime this summer, Larry, uh, and he will be out for the season. And, yeah. and I don't know when it happened. He had a tremendous state baseball tournament for Regis. And uh, yeah. so it must have happened sometime after that, but he will be out for the season. So um, I believe Regis will still have a very good season. But uh, Rockdow, you know, he, uh, with Sportsnet, has him listed as a number two senior in the class of 23. Yeah, it'll be, football. A, it'll be a big hurt yeah. to him. You bet, you bet. It's like, so. That's one of those guys, you you know, it's hard yeah. to fill that game. Yeah, and he, he's a big, he's you know, 6'1", 215, 220. Yeah, big boy. And he's tough to bring down, and he's tough to block, and uh, just, just and he's fast, too. So, but, uh, 
it's too bad. Um, but you, you wonder, okay, they've got Mondovi to, uh, in the second position. You wonder if that might move Mondovi up. They, Mondovi has uh, one of the top two quarterbacks coming back, in yeah. my mind. Sure. Uh, Faulkner, we watched him play last year. He has a great arm, and he's very accurate. And they also have a, uh, a running back coming back, too, that uh, he had a lot of yards. Dawson Rudd. Da- Dawson Hartung. Dawson Rudd. Oh, Dawson Rudd. Yeah, Hartung plays for Duran, excuse yep. me. But, uh, yeah, so you wonder if uh, that's going to move them up a notch. But uh, uh, Mondovi, I thought Mondovi all along would be right up there with Regis, and uh, they and I have not changed my mind on that whatsoever. And they have Durand up there uh, yeah. predicted to finish third, even without Simon Bauer. Yeah, actually. they feel Dawson Hartung is going to fit the bill there. Okay. Uh, he had 936 yards rushing last year, and on a team with Simon Bauer rushing for over 2,000, that's pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you got Stanley Boyd yeah. uh, up there as well. Stanley Boyd has a lot of star- uh, Letterman back, but not a lot of starters. But, uh, you know, last year when they played Niels O'Leary, uh, Carson House was out that game. He was their starting quarterback, a senior. But we got to watch Logan Bershinsky. And Bershinsky in last year threw 84 passes with five touchdowns. So I think they're going to be pretty well set at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I think we're, they're going to be missing some athleticism, though. Brady Potasik, uh, Mike Carlin, those guys all have graduated. But uh, you know, you know uh, they're going to put a good team on that oh, field yeah. up there. So. Oh, yeah. And Carlin was that guy that could kick, kick the ball really yes, well. Yeah, he was, their, he was their ace. And, you know, if they got inside the – a 30-yard line, you know they were going to have a good chance for at least three. So, yeah, and, yeah. and on his kickoffs, he was, you know, he was always putting the other team in, in bad field position because the kickoffs were so right, deep, too. Right. So, uh, And, you know, Fall Creek might be that sleeper in the Cloverville. Fall Creek is a team I would keep my eye on, especially yeah. off of the, uh, Tyler Mickelson, their coach, feels they'll have one of the top passing attacks in the state of Wisconsin. So Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. And Lalby was right up there in yard, Eli Lalby. And they have who I consider the best – receiver in the conference in Leo Hagberg. And we've seen him last year. And the year before. And he is athletic. He is fast. He's about as good as rece- – I do believe he is the best receiver in the Corbell Conference. So. Yeah, and you got Lowby thrown to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the big thing there, uh, they did have some kids graduate from the line. Can they replace them? So, sure. But. Yeah. Uh, then you got uh, Elk Mound and yeah. uh, then Nielsville Granton. Yeah. Yeah, Elk Mound, kind of a little disappointment last year, but they have a lot of kids back, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're the biggest school in the conference, so they usually have the uh, probably the biggest turnout of any team, too. And I believe I see there's something they have close to 70 kids out. So. Okay, all right. But uh, quite a few lettermen back. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Nielsville, um, you all got quite a bit of skilled people back. Yeah, you know, you start you, you start talking with uh, Drew Brown, uh, Mike Azoski, Bryce Erickson, uh, kids like that, you know. Jace Peckle's Jace, gonna be back. Yep, Jace Peckle. Hopefully, he's healthy enough to go. So, and uh, you know, the thing is, the Warriors. First of all, they need to get. Last year, when we when they would get beat, Larry, they got beat handily on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Right. Yep. And then the next thing was mistakes, penalties, and yep. turnovers. And yep. and uh, the the one thing that scares me about them is depth. They don't have a. A de- big depth roster injuries could hurt them. Yeah, there, so yeah, they'll be young once they uh, yeah go into once the, yeah on the bench. Yeah, um, they do. You know, sophomore Gunner Barth, that he who's a soft, as a freshman got a lot of playing time, so he'll be a contributor too. So, but uh, yeah, nine starters back on one side of the ball and seven back on the other. So they could surprise some people, but yeah. the biggest thing there, Larry, is to stay healthy. Right, and right. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll learn a lot more about Nilsville that first game up at Kobe. Oh yeah. 
you know, I think that's going to tell a lot about Nilsville right there. So. And uh, that takes us into the uh, into the Merrillwood Conference, yep. where uh, Colby, obviously uh, a team predicted yeah. to be right up there again, yeah. but uh, Edgar's Edgar, team this Edgar year. Edgar has a lot back this year. Mm-hmm. And Edgar, you know, Larry, Edgar lost four games last year. <laughs> you don't do that too no. often, Edgar, but uh, no. they, they have them. They have 21 letter winners back. Oof. So that's quite a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I said, Colby, you look for them. You know, Healy and they're going to be quick with Healy and Lopez coming out of that backfield. Yeah. Uh, Healy is their top returning uh, rusher, and Lopez didn't play a lot on offense. He's a stud on defense, but he'll be getting a lot of time in that backfield this year too, I'm sure. So, but uh, you know they uh, they're also you know they have 16 seniors and and they had a JV squad that was very dominant in the Merrillwood last year too. So okay. that could be a thing with Colby. But uh, I would never write off uh, Auburndale or Abbey too. They're both pretty good ball clubs. So. So. Yeah, they're fin- uh, predicted to finish three and four, four. in that Merrillwood Conference. Yeah, then Marathon Pittsville, and of course Pittsville was in the CWC Small last year. Well, they're going to Merrillwood, but Merrillwood and CWC Small will have double crossovers this year. They're going to play two games against each. Oh, uh, okay. And, but and those games will count in the standings. So, oh, so oh wow, <laughs> so, okay, interesting. So inter- it's interesting, and and a big reason is that, of course, the Merrillwood has lost Owen with the Thorpe and Athens to eight-man the right. last couple of years. This year, the CWC Small lost Elman Bancroft and Wild, Wild, Wild Rose excuse me, to eight-man football. So okay. they're down to six schools, too. So, so it's almost like a, yeah. uh, two divisions of the Merrillwood. Right, right, really. You know, cause, and now so you'll have five games against your own conference and then two games against uh, somebody from the Merrillwood. I don't know, you know, who do you get? Who get who's the lucky two to get Edgar? But, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking, you know, maybe they'll cross them over like they do in pro football, first place against first place from the year before. Maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, but uh, um, anyway, in the CWC small, they have assumption picked. And, I see that, yeah. and we saw them play last year at the end of the season against Loyal, and they have a very good ball club. Yeah, and they have a lot of those that speed, a lot of speed, and a lot of that speed is back this year. So yeah, so including their uh, quarterback Jack Clatt. Yep, yep, and uh, also uh, Loyal. Uh, in that uh, CWC yep. small, yep. Uh, predicted to finish fourth. Fourth, yep, yep, ahead of Rosholt and Wild Rose. And um, don't know, you know, Sullivan Hansen, their leading rusher, is back this year. Um, but they lost their quarterback. Their quarterback graduated, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Drew Stiglitz, who is a, a mainstay on their line, will be back, along with Dane Lookeron, who's another fine lineman. So we'll see, and we'll see a lot about Loyal. And Nils, of course, plays Loyal down here the second week of the, second se- week of the this season. season so. so, yeah, we'll see a few of these teams yeah. yep. early so, on yep. so. in the season. So there you go. That's uh, how they're looking uh, as far as predictions mm. for uh, some of the area conferences. Yeah, we haven't seen anything for the big uh, the big Central Wisconsin Conference no. with Stratford and Spencer Columbus yeah. yet, but uh, I'm sure that'll be coming. So. Yeah. And so. be sure and join us on uh, WOSQ. Uh, Monday, August 15th, we'll be uh, talking with some of the area coaches mm-hmm. on WOSQ. Gene mm-hmm. Delisio and myself will be there yep. uh, talking with some of those coaches. Yeah, it's always an interesting time. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how that yeah. goes. Um, and hopefully we'll maybe get uh, Reed Lehman in here next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see what take his. And he can also bring us up to date on, uh, well, no, that'll be right before the scrimmage, so... <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, yeah, it'll be right before the scrimmage. Yeah, he'll have a pretty good idea. He'll have three days in pads or four, yeah. four days in pads and see how, how it is. And, and uh, I think ho- hopefully for him it's going in the right direction. So, yeah, so. yeah. And then volleyball will get, be getting underway. Uh, girls volleyball on yeah. August 15th, I right. believe, is when they start mm-hmm. practices yep. for that. 
and they go probably right away the next weekend with a scrimmage, and then they go right into play right after that too. A lot of games played before school starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. School starts September first. Yeah, football. You have two games in. Right. By the time that yep. starts. So. All right. So let's uh, get into uh, where are they now here? Okay, the Larry. Talking about Edgar, we are going up to Edgar and talk about okay. Justin Sins, oh, okay. 2010 graduate of Edgar High School, son of Jerry and Barbara Sins. Justin was a four-year varsity starter at quarterback for the Edgar Wildcats, of course, playing for his father, Jerry Sins. As freshman year, the Wildcats were 10-2 and two and 7-1 and one in the Merwood, losing to Regis in level, level three of the playoffs, 33-6. Uh, to six. His sophomore year, Edgar was 9-2 and two and 7-1 and one in the Merwood, losing to Stratford 27-8 in level two of the WIA playoffs. That year, Justin was uh, 100 out of 171 attempts for... 1,340 yards, 14 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. He also had 34 carries for 134 yards, 137 yards, and one touchdown. Justin was second team All Conference in the Merwood that year. His junior year, the Wildcats were 13 and one Merwood Conference champions. They lost to Stratford seven to three in the WIA Division Six Championship game that year. Earlier that year, they had defeated Stratford 16 to eight. Justin was 19 out of 166 with, for 1,384 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. He also had 27 carries for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Justin was a first-team all-conference quarterback and offensive player of the year in the Merwood Conference. He was also first-team all-conference kicker and first-team all-conference defensive back where he had 99 tackles, eight interceptions, and three forced fumbles. He was also a Channel 7 All-Star as a quarterback. His senior year, Edgar was 14-0, uh, Merwood Conference champions, and defeated Regis 46-7 in the WIA State Division VI championship game. Justin was uh, 90 out of 156 that year for 1,727 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions. He carried the ball 36 times for 259 yards and 10 touchdowns. He was all-conference quarterback and offensive player of the year. He was also first-team all-conference kicker and first-team all-conference uh, all defensive back where he had 65 tackles, 11 sacks, and three interceptions. He was a Channel 7 All-Star as both as a quarterback and a kicker and was a first-team all-state first all quarterback and Wisconsin Player of the Year that year and was also selected to play in the uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association All-Star game that year. In the winter, Justin went to basketball. His freshman year, the Wildcats were 80, uh, 8 and 13. His sophomore year, uh, Edgar was 13 and 8. Justin averaged 12.6 points per game. His junior year, Edgar was 14 and 8. Justin averaged 15.4 points per game, which was second in the Merrillwood South, and he was named first team all conference that season. His senior year, the Wildcats were 13 and 11. Justin averaged 16.6 points per game, which was second in the Merrillwood South. And once again, named first team All Merwood South. Justin in the spring was a member of the uh, Edgar track and field team, participating in the long jump and several relay teams. His senior year, he was a member of the two state qualifying relay teams, the 4x100 and the 4x200, and the 4x200 finished sixth in Division Three that year. After graduation, Justin was awarded a football scholarship at Purdue University in East in West Lafayette, uh, Indiana, where he was converted to tight end for the Boilmakers. After being redshirted in his first year, Justin, his in his freshman year, Justin had three catches for 25 yards 
And uh, as Purdue was 7-6 and six and beating Western Michigan in the uh, Little Caesars Bowl. His sophomore year, the Boilermakers were 6-7, and seven, losing to Oklahoma State in the uh, Heart of Dallas Bowl. For the season, Justin had four receptions for 48 yards and one touchdown. His junior year, the Boilermakers were 11-1. and one. Justin uh, led Purdue in receiving that year with 41 recep receptions for 340 yards and four touchdowns and was named to the academic All-Big Ten team. His senior year, Purdue was 3-9. Justin had 32 receptions for 257 yards and two touchdowns. Justin was co-captain for the Boilermakers that year and again was named to the academic All-Big Ten team. He finished his playing career uh, with Purdue with 80 receptions for 670 yards and seven touchdowns. After going undrafted in the 2015 NFL Draft, Justin signed a free agent contract with the Indianapolis Colts, but was released at the end of training camp. Justin then returned to Purdue as a graduate assistant for three years as an, uh, as an office, offensive assistant. In uh, 2014, Justin graduated from Purdue with a BS degree in sales management, and he earned his mas master's in sports management in 2016. In 2016, Justin was hired full-time at Purdue as an assistant coach, as he is the assistant director of football recruiting and offensive quality control, where he specifically works with the offensive line on a daily basis. Justin and his wife, Connie, and their two daughters, Jora and Cammie, reside in West Lafayette, Indiana today, Larry. Justin right. Sins. There he is. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of his dad, uh, Jerry Sins, I was just reading here, uh, he is entering his 48th year <laughs> as head coach for Edgar. Right. 447 wins yeah. and just 89 losses. Yeah, isn't that something? So, wow. Yeah, it's just tremendous. And he keeps going on. He's been retired for some time. <laughs> yes, yeah. But he, he, he like. I think coaching is his hobby. He yeah. said some people, he had, I think I read something, he, some people use golf and things like that for, for relaxing. <laughs> I use coaching, so good well, for him. So. Yes, yes. So. All right, uh, Big Ten Conference announced that uh, Wisconsin is going to be the uh, champion this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> for volleyball. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. For volleyball, yes, preseason volleyball okay. uh, poll. Yep. Uh, they had them first, and then followed by Nebraska, Minnesota, Ohio yep. State, and Penn State. Yeah, they lost a couple, but they've got uh, a lot guess, of returners coming, yep. and some new kids coming in that are really highly mm -hmm. touted also. So. Regular season opener is August yep. 26th yep. against yep. TCU. And yesterday, the Badger football team started their fall camp yesterday, Larry. Yep. So uh, by the end of the month, we'll have college football games too. So Yeah, they uh, open the season September 3rd mm -hmm. against uh, Illinois State. Right. Uh, big news out of the Brewer camp, uh, Josh Hader moving on to the uh, San Diego Padres. Well, just, I, I guess when I first seen this, it took me, but, you know, I, I think, Larry, it's, that's what you call business in a small market team. Yeah. Um, they have another year of control with him. He's making $11 million this year. If he goes on and has 40-some saves, he'll be making $18 million, probably $17, 18000000 million next year. And right now he's probably at the top of his trade value, I guess. That's yeah. what they figure. But um, they already DFA'd uh, Lamette yesterday. So <laughs> so that's one guy down from the trade. And he also uh, DFA'd Pedro Severino, which I didn't understand the three-catcher thing anyway. Yeah. But, you know, and he wasn't going to be much help to him down the season because he was he eight, first, first, yeah, first 80 games he was suspended and he's ineligible for the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, so. But anyway, um, the thing that worries me about this hater trade, Larry, is uh, uh, team chemistry. You know, I said uh, the bat, they've had a lot of guys together on that Brewer team, yeah. and, uh, and you read some of the guys' comments, and it looks like it took them totally by surprise. And 
I don't think it's any co coincidence that um, the day after the trade, Corbin Burns throws, uh, walks a career high and walks. So maybe, I don't know. That's, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I know they're very, very high on the young outfielder they got. And, okay. he, and he went to AAA. Um, Rogers, I don't know if they'll use him in the closer rail or a setup role. Right. You know, but it also shows they have a lot of confidence in uh, Devin Williams, too, mm -hmm. and feel he's ready to be a closer. So, And if you heard the comments from uh, David Stearns, their president of uh, baseball operations, he says that Coach Mark Ant or owner Mark Antanasio does not want to be in a rebuild situation no, ever. No, no, no. So, yeah, and, and like I said, Larry, I think this is just business yeah. of being a small market team. So, And the Brewers, you know, they're doing the best, you know, they keep, and they keep winning, so let's leave it at that, you know. So, but uh, you know, you look at the trade deadline, and uh, you almost get the idea the Padres are going all in. You would think, you know, <laughs> yeah, they they uh, accumulated a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know, they besides Hader, they brought in, of course, Juan Soto and and Josh Bell from the Nationals, and then Brandon Drury from the Reds. So, so we'll see. But uh, boy. You know, if they don't make the World Series in the next year or two, it, that trade, they don't have nothing left. Yeah, because they, they gave they, up a lot of prospects. They, yeah, yeah, they gave up uh, two top prospects to the Brewers, and then they gave up a load of them to. Uh, I think I, said, I heard six all together. Yeah, they gave up. Yeah, and it was all prospects too. Right. So because they wanted to have Luke Hosmer in that trade, but Luke Hosmer vetoed it. And oh, Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Eric Hosmer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and they ended up trading him to the Red Sox. Well, they also had Luke Voigt on their roster. And he went to the Nationals, so okay. So, but right. yeah, I believe five pros, five or six prospects, and then uh, Luke Voigt. So just yeah. oh wow, better hope you do it. Yeah, because and you look at okay, as we talk about Hater probably going to make seventeen, eighteen million. Soto, uh, Bell, and then you've also got a thirty million dollar man on the roster already, and Manny Machado, and Tatis. I believe yeah, Tatis is going to up for a payday. Hugh Darvish is on the roster. He oh, he yeah. makes over twenty million a year. So they're they're uh, real. You know, I said they're trying to beat the Dodgers, but you know they're going in is going to be going in as a wild card because the Dodgers right. have a big lead right now. Yeah. And you know the Dodgers, the only move they made, they picked up Joey Gallo. You know from the Ray Yankees. So. Yeah, and he was their worst hitter. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I said, but I, I was reading on MLB.com. Uh, the Brewers and the Phillies were winners in the trade, or some of the teams that were winners because Juan Soto went to San Diego, and they don't have to watch him hitting balls out of Bush Stadium <laughs> because the Cardinals were supposed to be right yeah, in it. Right, you know, yes. and um, the Cardinals—I mean, uh, they got a starting pitcher from the Yankees, but they parted ways with Harrison Bader, yeah. which very much surprised me because yeah. that you talk about guys that hurt the Brewers over the right. years, and Harrison Bader is it. So, yeah, but, yeah, so. Uh, some good news for the Brewers. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy yes. is going to be uh, inducted into the team's wall of honor on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, retiring as a Brewer, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a guy who played a lot of good years behind that plate for you the know, Brewers. I didn't realize that he leads the Brewer catchers in franchise history and hits, batting average, yeah. doubles, homers, yeah. RBIs, and runs. Yeah, he, at one time, at one season, he had over 50 doubles. And I know it was, I think it was a, a major league record. Oh, it for, probably was for, for, catcher. for catchers. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but uh, yeah, it was the Brewer record for doubles at the time, and I'm not sure if it still stands. But uh, yeah, he was great, and he caught almost every day. Yeah, he yeah. caught it, and he was, you know, and, and he a lot of times he batted second in that lineup or fifth. You know, he was an excellent hitter too. Mm -hmm. So, and tremendous defensive catcher. So yeah, they got kind of a. a uh, 
reminiscing weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they're back to the yeah, honoring the eighty. It'll be fortieth anniversary of the eighty-two Brewers, and then uh, uh, the Wall of Fame deal, and then uh, uh, on Sunday it's Robin Yount Jersey Day. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. yeah, kind of a, a retro weekend. Retro so. weekend, yeah. Yep, so. yep. So. Uh, Packers uh, getting set for their family night tomorrow yep. night. Yep, over at Lambeau Field as Pretty they were exciting. at pads this weekend. Yep. So. so, yeah, the young receiver from Na- uh, Nevada has been turning a lot of heads. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay, so good. Dobbs, I believe, is that. So good but, deal. Uh, yep. So he's been really standing up in training camp. So, but uh, yeah, I believe the first, I believe the Hall of Fame game is tonight, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but Jacksonville is going to not have. Uh, ETN, their running back, or the quarterback. Lawrence. Lawrence so, is not playing. Yeah, you don't see too many good bodies. <laughs> so and, and if you do, it's for a series or yeah. so, so. But most of them are standing on the sideline yeah. in street clothes. So. Yeah. So. so, But, yeah, it's still a football game. Yeah. So, so. so that's tonight <laughs> on yep. NBC yep. is where that's going to mm-hmm. be on. The Packers will start their preseason next Friday. Yep, out in San Francisco. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, a couple of uh, people we lost here this week. Yeah, Bill Russell, Larry uh, – 88, passed away. Um, in college, he was a two-time national champion at the University of San Francisco in 1955 and 1956. Two-time All-American. At one time, San Francisco had a 55-game winning streak. Wow. So he was captain of the 1956 Olympic team that won gold in Melbourne, Australia. A first-round pick of the Boston Celtics. And in his 13 years in the league, Larry, they won the championship 11 times. And his last two seasons, he was a player coach, making him the first black coach in NBA history. And later on, he coached the Seattle Supersonics and the Sacramento Kings and was known for a lot of TV work, too, with yeah. both ABC and CBS, sure. too. So, but uh, Yeah, when it, and those 11 championships, yeah. that included eight in a row. Yes, yes. From 59 yeah. to 66. Yeah, That's the, unheard of. Yeah, Philadelphia with Will Chamberlain one year, bro, and I forget who was the other team that popped in there. Maybe it was both teams will change. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't I remember. Mean eight in a row, you don't yeah, know it, uh, Yeah, you talk, you know, they throw the word dynasty around pretty wild, but yeah. to me, <laughs> uh, nobody has ever touched, you know, and and that and that means Jordan's Bulls, too, you know, right. where they had, oh, yeah. you know, six out of eight, but uh, which is about as close as it comes these days, but, you know, you look at New England and football, yes, they've got six, but they've scattered it over many years. Right, so, right. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, the true dynasty in this world is the Boston Celtics oh, yeah. of the 50s and the 60s. Yep. So, yep. So. And Hall of Fame broadcaster Vin Scully yep. passed away. 94 years old. And, you know, Larry, a long time ago when we were young, um, you know, the, you didn't get cable TV with all the baseball right. on it these days. And, you know, I grew up with uh, Kurt Gowdy on the Saturday afternoon game of the week and usually Jack Brickhouse because the cut, we'd get Cubs on Sunday and then, you hear some games with Vince Scully, and yep. those are the three of the greatest announcers you know, I remember. And so. I was just telling my son uh, the other day that um, I didn't realize that he was the 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 uh, voice of the Dodgers. Yes, because when we grew up, it was always like he was on a football. Yeah, game. Yeah, right. Usually, yeah. On- and I said, you know, that's I forgot some of that. And this morning, they showed a highlight from the uh, I believe it was eighty one. NFC Championship game. Yeah, um, he called the catch. Yeah, he was from the guy. Montana to Clark. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so. that's where I knew him. Yeah. Was always like yeah. football, or maybe he did right because he did a number of All Star games in World yes, Series yeah. too. But he was he started as the voice of the Dodgers, Dodgers in Brooklyn and and moved with them to L A and and uh, and did football and I believe he did some basketball too. So yeah, he but. was. Uh, he was with the Dodgers in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s and 2000s. Yeah, retired in 2016. So. 67 years. Yeah. 
And I guess to me, the greatest call I ever heard was Kirk Gibson's oh, yeah. home run against yep. the A's in 19. 19- oh, yeah. I believe that was 88 or 89, yep. and that was his greatest call. But he was just wonderful to listen to. He just had a great way of explaining. and uh, Always had yeah, a way with words. Always way with words. And, yeah. Yeah, it was, he was a great one. Yep. Ben Scully. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else we got to uh, talk about? We uh, covered a lot of subjects cover, yeah. today. <laughs> A lot of stuff starting to get stuff. going here. Yep. Uh, not much going on this weekend, I don't think. And, you know, we're in kind of a transition time from yep. summer to high school. So it's, yeah. uh, I guess it's going to be warm again. So <laughs> Next time we talk, we'll be uh, inching closer to the Clark County Fair. Yeah, that's a week. Starts a week from today. Well, a week from yesterday. A week from yesterday. Yeah. So we'll be right into it. Yeah. We, a week from oh today. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that'll wrap said, it up. You know, okay. ki- some kids, Larry, they'll cringe at the fair because. The thing that comes after fair is school. So. Ah, well, and not like it used to be. It used no. to be just a couple of weeks. Now yeah, they got a little bit yeah, longer you've had before so, school so. starts. Yeah, so. All right, that's Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hayes. I'm Dick Olson. Talk to you next week.